This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual are Scott and Alex. Say hello. hello. Hey. All right. Today we're going to be talking about Kung Fu Express. No, wait. Kung Fu Panda Express. What is it? Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> yeah. Just cut out the Express. Ah, oh, damn it. All right. Kung Fu Panda. Take it away, Alex. Uh, as usual, I love this movie. Not only because it is animated, but um, I think... This movie was after a B-movie from uh, DreamWorks Studios, and Kung Fu Panda is really when they uh, hit their stride, and they really knew what they were doing, because if you've seen a B-movie, yeesh. Is that the Jerry Seinfeld one? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the movie about bees. <laughs> Did you think I was just talking about I thought you, I thought, I thought, B-grade I thought you just, movie? Yeah, I thought you were talking about their last movie was like some B-grade something. Okay. Bees? There ain't nothing bees? in here but bees. Oh, Papa Bear. But yeah, this movie... Bees? <laughs> this movie's great. Um, I think mostly in part because of Ian McShane. Awesome villain. Tai Lung. He steals the show. Who is he? I've never seen this movie, so... Tai Lung is the, the main antagonist. The bad guy. So who's Al Swearington from Deadwood? Or Swearinger? Is it Swearinger or Swearington? Uh, anyways, yeah, to, to Alex's point, it is a really good cast. Mm-hmm. Now, so who's in this? Well, as an aside here, I'll talk about the cast also. There's uh, Jack Black, of course. The whole part was written, the Poe, the panda part, was written just for Jack Black. And then there's uh, David Cross, uh, Lucy Liu, Seth Rogen. Um, <laughs> yep, he does it. He does the laugh. Uh, who else? Uh, Dustin Tomb Hoffman? Ra- yeah, Dustin Hoffman, Tomb Raider, what's her face? I don't think she's done anything besides Tomb Raider in this. <laughs> Angelina Jolie? Angelina Jolie, that's her name. Oh, and uh, <laughs> Hackers, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Of course. Of Hackers fame. And uh, mentioned Ian McShane and Kyle Glass actually makes a, a cameo in the movie. And, and the great James Hong. Kyle Glass? Who gives a shit about Kyle Glass? <laughs> gas. 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 There's no else. Yeah. Oh. oh, my bad. Sorry, and Kyle. You're, and you're forgetting somebody here, Alex. I am forgetting. Martial arts superstar. Oh yeah, Jackie Chan. Duh. He is <laughs> woefully underutilized in this movie. That's one of my very few complaints. Is that he he aptly you know of course he's monkey. Uh, of course. Of course he's Master Monkey. But uh, he has like maybe two lines in the movie. He has some awesome you know martial arts sequences, but <laughs> Jackie Chan didn't actually do those. Yeah, so that's. Not him at all. <laughs> so so one of the fun things about the movie is Alex is setting up all these actors playing these characters. They're all animals, and they're all representative of that kung fu style. So Angelina Jolie's the, the tiger and the tiger style, and then down the list mm-hmm. you've got crane, monkey, tiger, man- tiger mom. mantis. Sniggity snake. Poe, Jack Black, is supposed to be bear style, but you don't really see that till the end of the movie. Is there, and when you, but when you do, it's awesome. Yeah. Is there an actual bear style? Uh, sure. I, I, Pan- <laughs> I, Pandas aren't bears, so that's stupid. Mm. It should be like marsupial style. Jeff's just or salted all of our Chinese listeners. Koala mm-hmm. What? I'm not insulting Chinese. I'm saying a panda's not a bear. Crikey. I took biology 101. So that's not a bear. Uh, marsupial? Yeah, I think it's a marsupial. Giant marsupial. The dumb animal that can only eat bamboo and is dying because of it. <laughs> no, no, no sex drive. Yeah, but they're so cute. Easy, Tyler Durden. 
Hey, did you watch the panda sneeze? That's a pretty funny video. <laughs> He's a theoretical billionaire. <laughs> Leah just saw that uh, like a week ago. Have you seen this panda sneezing oh. thing? It's like, yes. <laughs> it's awesome. That and the monkey smelling his finger after it's been up his butt. <laughs> one of the greatest videos of the internet ever. That, or, or the one with peas into his own mouth. Yeah. Those two videos define the internet for me. <laughs> Like, that on the old lady flipping over her motorcycle. <laughs> yes, the lady on the motorcycle. I believe that's the, the one of the four pillars of the internet is that yep. They're going to make a Mount Rushmore of the internet in those videos. <laughs> well, no, after, after the Emoji movie, they're going to make a movie out of that. Yeah. Based on that. Oh, God. The lady so stomping good. grapes, Star Wars kid. There's a lot of great stuff that happened at the birth uh, of the internet. Those are second tier. Those are like the... Polk those, presidents. Those wish they're not getting on Mount Rushmore. Those wish those, those were lady flipping over bicycle or motorbike. <laughs> motorbike. <laughs> Monkey no snow. way, Star Wars kid? He's awesome. You know how many remakes he got? <laughs> Michael Sarah's was better. <laughs> or George Michael Jr. Whatever. <laughs> but anyways, there's anyway. uh on the D V D there's, you know, the um oh, meet the cast of Kung Fu Panda, and everybody talks about their parts. And Jack Black's, you know, just being Jack Black. He doesn't really have to stretch too far for his character. And everybody is... It's pretty much all fluff pieces, even from Dustin Hoffman's. Like, oh yeah, my character's this David Cross. Oh, Crane's a guy I could, you know, drink a beer with. He seems kind of cool. Whatever. So, <laughs> most of the cast, just from this short snippet, just seems like they're pretty much phoning it in. Except for Michael Clark Duncan, who plays one of the guards in uh, Tai Lung Prison. And uh, he's actually talking about, oh, yeah, this rhino guy is actually, you, you know, he acts tough and everything. And he's, but he's actually really scared if something actually did go wrong. But he's, but he's puffed up just because he's got all these defensive measures around his one prisoner. So he, he's actually really serious about his character. And he, he's like maybe third tier. Uh, well, more than Jackie Chan. He gets a bigger part than Jackie Chan, but. So. So let's talk a little bit about uh, voice acting in general. Mm-hmm. They they do this stunt casting. They get these big names, and it, in this movie, most of them are serviceable. Uh, I think the standouts are Dustin Hoffman. He does a really good job. I think he could have easily phoned it in, but he actually does a really good job as the old kung fu master. Yeah, and Angelina Jolie surprisingly does pretty good. Uh, nobody else mm-hmm. is bad. There's nobody that's bad, but you know, it could, it could have been any voice actor, really, uh, that stepping in for a lot of those parts. That's true. So, yeah, why do they hire these big-name actors to do voices when they can do professional voice people and they'd even be better? Why do you guys think they do that? Just, Just for the publicity. For the big, yeah, the big-name. Is voice. that the only reason? I mean, again, these guys are serviceable. I mean, Seth, Seth yeah. Rogen and, and David Cross, you know, they, they're likable enough that they're able to bring that across in their characters. But yeah, it's not like they did an awesome job or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you watch those. I've seen some documentaries on the voice actors, and they can do so much, and there's so much more yeah, to oh, it yeah. than they're, those, people think. The, the, and, mm-hmm. the really good voice actors are amazing. Uh, but publicity, I, mean, I guess I can see you can put one or two in, but I, it became really popular, I guess, ever since Toy Story or whatever, just to like, maybe even before Toy yeah, Story, I don't know, yeah. just to... Flood it with stars and oh, I won't take. I'll take my kids to see this. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Well, well even even yeah. Let's let's talk about uh, Toy Story. Like uh, let's break that down a little bit for the voices for that. Like Tom Hanks is okay, but he's just Tom Hanks basically. Tim Allen. Tim Allen actually I think does a better job of bringing like a new character to the to, to Buzz Lightyear. Like he kind of, he he kind of does this like you know he's going for like the fifties sci fi super straight-laced astronaut thing, and, and it's fun. He does a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. you got Ratzenberger, who's just awesome to listen to. <laughs> so, in every Pixar movie. I mean, that guy's just... That guy's almost better as a voice actor. <laughs> yeah. so, but he's just doing his voice. Yeah, hey there, Normie. Yeah, it's true. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely true, but uh, it's still a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, the, after that, like... It's all pretty replaceable. Oh, you got Don Rickles being Don Rickles. You know, <laughs> he didn't do anything that's yes. necessarily a potato head. 
Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking all the movies. Like when Shrek, it was all, okay, we got to have Eddie Murphy and we got to have Mike Myers and right. Cameron Diaz or whoever else it was. Like, does it really matter that it's Cameron Diaz behind there? Absolutely or... not. No. Yeah. Um, I think Mike Myers is good as Shrek. They actually re-recorded the entire, uh, at least all the the Shrek script because he did it with without the Scottish accent and they went back through and did it with the Scottish accent. And that's the one they went with. Yeah, and I'll give guys like Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy, like, ah, these guys are SNL, these guys are comedians, They've, they're known for doing voices and different characters, like, fine, those guys can do it. But yeah, like Cameron Diaz, or yeah. like you said, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, like, that seems a little bit weird to me, but I don't know. But you're right, it's publicity, it has to be publicity. Star power. Yeah. Uh, a movie we talked about a little while ago, but I wasn't, I think, none of, Jeff and I weren't here for that podcast, the Wreck-It Ralph podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought uh, Sarah Silverman did really good. Yeah, Didn't I thought sound. she did a, a good yeah, job, could, too. You couldn't really, could barely tell it was her. Like, if no one yeah. told you, uh, you might not have known. And John C. Riley was good, but you kind of tell that it was John C. Riley. Yeah, he did okay. Jane Lynch sounded like Jane Lynch. Mm-hmm. And again, these it works, but, you know, you could also get other people for this stuff. Yeah. And I guess they always try to make the guy look like the actor, too. That's a thing. Like maybe not so much Toy Story, but like in Wreck It Ralph, you could definitely see each of those people in the animated character they're portraying, right? That is true. Yeah. Uh, especially Jane Lynch, like you said. But even Wreck It Ralph and um Sarah Silverman, you could tell, like maybe it wouldn't know right away, but as soon as you put it two together, you're like, Oh, I see Sarah Silverman in that character. Maybe that he- that helps their voices along if they're not doing such a great job. Uh, maybe mm. yes. tying it together. In all these movies, again, it's not like anybody did a bad job, but they waste they they spent a lot of money on these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Tom Hanks doesn't come cheap. So okay, here's my theory. So okay, maybe at the beginning you needed that for Toy Story and the first few Monsters Inc. Whatever the first few Pixar movies, but now you don't need that. It's a Pixar movie. You're gonna take your kids to see it, right? Like now, you, do you need to do that anymore? If you're Pixar or uh, Disney, no. Uh, a good example of that would be Big Hero Six. Uh, there were there were no really big names in that. Yeah, I think the only one I kind of recognized was Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah, so like Alan Alan Tudyk, <laughs> who's in like oh, yeah, Alan Tudyk is in everything. But yeah, but he's a, he's a really good voice actor. Yeah, he's, <laughs> so. yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> but he was kind of doing a low key character in that one. Uh, so that new one that just came out, Inside Out, is that what it was called? Yeah. Was that Anyone famous in that one? Or no? I think I think there were some fairly big names in that, but I don't remember who it was. I heard that I was good. Know that Anger was uh, what's his face? Oh, Lewis Black. Yeah, Lewis That's Black. right. I did hear that. That's perfect. <laughs> but he's not super famous. It's not like Tom Hanks. So I, that one I can see. Yeah, and sometimes the the character you have in mind matches one of these actors out there, and that's fine. I think like you mentioned yeah. Monsters Inc. Like John Goodman is like that big kind of big heart, big guy. So that, that makes a lot of sense for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, Tom Hanks is a cowboy. It's just, <laughs> it's just Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. But I also, the one of the few animated movies I have seen is Finding Nemo. And yeah, it's got Al Brooks, but he's still not that, he is more, like, I know him from the Simpsons as a voice. So I know he does a lot more than that, but he's not a huge, he's not, like I said, he's not Tom Hanks. He's not Angelina Jolie, Eddie Murphy. So that, and who else is in that one? You got Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres, mm. who's big, but just keep swimming. Just keep. See, why don't you do the one that I know? One of these <laughs> days, you guys got to do Finding Nemo. Only one I know. Well, the 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 Disney, the classic Fine. Disney Fine. animated stuff, like all the way through, like Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. I mean, other than Robin Williams, uh, those were all pretty much voice actors that they got. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't until, like you said. I think you said, Jeff, when they got around to the Pixar stuff, they really started going big yeah. with, the, with the acting. I mean, I guess Lion King, you had Darth Vader. <laughs> you want to go Lion yeah. King? But I, but I dare you to find anything that isn't better with James Earl Jones' voice, though. Yeah. Morgan Freeman <laughs> would be close second. Mm-hmm. But no, actually, those Disney movies are where you started getting the big actor. You actually bring that up. So James Earl Jones, and you had... Um, Ferris Bueller, right? So that's true. That was Matthew Broderick. And then you mentioned Robin Williams, and then well, each of those Disney movies had somebody. I thought 
I mean, no? Robin Williams is, again, he's kind of straddling the line. He's like in the middle. Yes, of, uh, you're right. No. Like, you're going to get Robin Williams, but that's what you want, so you might as well get Robin Williams if you can. Hercules, yeah, Danny DeVito, and uh, James... What the hell is his name? Uh, James Woods. James Woods, yeah. And I don't know who you had to move on. Well, I don't know. They they actually kind of started going that way before. I don't know. Was Pixar was Pixar already out at that point? It probably was. So I don't even know. Don't know. I just know I worked at Disneyland when the goddamn Hercules Parade came out, and I can <laughs> recite that thing word for word. Did you? But I did won't do did it you here. date any of the Megs? I wish. <laughs> I wish. Meg and uh, who is Bell? Bell was Bell of the Ball. She was pretty smoking hot. And um, yep, that's what I remember. <laughs> Back to Kung Fu Panda. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I've always been fascinated with voice acting. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why you do such great impersonations. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll have you know that I my voice is out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I have I credited as playing Clam Number Two. So. <laughs> I'll let people try to figure out where. The Walrus and the Carpenter. No. Kukukachu. Okay, so Kung Fu Panda, we, so you established these characters as the, <laughs> the animals, and you already mentioned the the bad guy, Alex. Yep, Tai Lung. Uh, this movie has a lot to do with the uh, stereotypes and prejudices. It, it's when th- oh my my favorite Jane Austen book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they. Uguay is like the pretty much the the one that discovered kung fu. He unlocked the secrets of kung fu, and he's a turtle, and he's like maybe thousands of years old. Who who knows? And uh, he has a vision that Tai Lung, who's this, he, they just set him up as this ominous villain that everybody's afraid of. He's imprisoned right now, but he has a vision that he will escape prison. So they decide to choose the Dragon Warrior, who is destined to read the Dragon Scroll. That will give him limitless power. So they start holding like a tournament, and uh, Dustin Hoffman's character Shifu has been training the Furious Five. Oh, and they set up the Furious Five in a dream sequence that Poe has at the beginning, which is awesome 2D animation, Mo- mostly 2D animation, and it looks fantastic. They they really opened up the movie in an awesome way. Mostly. Mostly. But anyway, so they have the Furious Five, and they're doing, like, martial arts demonstrations. And uh, Poe, who works at a noodle shop, is, like, a total kung fu fanboy. <laughs> he has action figures of the Furious Five and everything. And he does, you know, when you're a kid and you watch Bruce Lee movies and stuff, and you try to copy all his moves, he's pretty much just, he's that guy. And uh, James Hong is his dad, but he's not a panda. Plot twist. He's a goose. dun dun, dun. Because so, James Hong, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. great James Hong. Uh, a, what has James Hong done? He's David Lopin, for Pete's sake. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. He doesn't have a real name. <laughs> he's just Lopin or Chow. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, <Chow's>. <laughs> Jeebus. <laughs> I don't know how you didn't know that. He's seven feet tall. Well, then he was Yao Ming. He's not John Hong. What did you call him? <laughs> James Hong. Uh that was close. <laughs> Anywho, they learn that uh, the Dragon Warrior is going to be chosen, and everybody assumes it's going to be one of the Furious Five because they're the greatest Kung Fu masters in all of China. And so Poe gets all excited, and uh, <laughs> he has to lug around the noodle cart because his dad is going to make him sell noodles at the event. But he doesn't make it up the stairs, of course. Uh, so he ditches the noodle cart. He finally gets up the stairs. But, he's a big, fat, out-of-shape panda. Yeah, he's a big, fat panda. And uh, the door's closed, so he can't get in, and he's trying all these different ways of um, getting over the wall so, or or just peeking through, like, a window or something to get a, to get a glimpse of the Furious Five and their demonstration. And uh, there, there's a lot of comical stuff that happens. He's sitting on bamboo, and he cuts the rope to try to catapult, but, of course, in... Uh, <laughs> Roadrunner style, <laughs> nothing happens until he gets off of the bamboo and then smacks him in the face. Um, he he starts uh, putting a bunch of fireworks onto a chair so he can rocket over the wall. 
And uh, that one actually works. And uh, he goes up, I don't know, a thousand feet into the air, and then he plummets right down into the arena. And right as uh, the ancient Kung Fu Master Ugwe starts to point at Tigris, Poe actually lands right in front of her, so he gets chosen as the Dragon Warrior. And nobody can believe it. Especially, <gasps> I guess yes. you guys can't believe it either. Yes. <laughs> Much to the chagrin of the Furious Five. Mm-hmm. The one that's most angry is, of course, Shifu, Dustin Hoffman's character. Has Dustin Hoffman played, like, a real asshole in any movie before? Oh, yeah. For sure, yeah. Graduate. Graduate. Rain Man. Um, Rain Man? Yeah, he was an asshole in that. Mm. Um, what's that Confidence? movie? Tootsie. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, he's a real big dick in this one, too. Outbreak. <laughs> You're just just I, naming Dustin Hoffman movies. I am because I'm, but I don't know. He hasn't really been a dick in the movie. What has he been a dick in? Kung Fu Panda. Confidence. He was a bad guy. Man. What's confidence? It was uh, Ed Burns. <laughs> I actually don't. I I don't know what confidence is. Which <laughs> uh, is the movie where he's like a strip club owner? I think that was that one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, right. anyways, <laughs> he can't. He's the angriest one out of everybody, and like Ugwe is his superior, so he's angry that his master picked this fat, flabby panda. It's like he can't be possibly be the answer to our problem, which is Tai Lung, who's you know destined to escape his prison. So most of the movie is <laughs> uh, Shifu trying to get Poe to quit being the Dragon Warrior by having the Furious Five just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> That's like the first third of the movie. So these great kung fu heroes are just being reduced into bullies. Yep. <laughs> Go on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing to add. Never seen it, so... Yeah, I mean, they, they go up there in the dojo. There's, there's some funny bits with the different equipment they use. They have the... I don't know what the hell you'd call it, but the, the thing you punch that has the arms on it. Oh, yeah, and different... full, full of spikes and everything. Yeah, yeah. You're really the danger on this one. There was, like, a balance thing. I forget what that was exactly. It's a big jade bowl. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, so, they, so they do some fun stuff with that. Yeah, there's a lot of good physical comedy, but there's a lot of really great uh, choreography. And the first awesome scene of choreography that happens is when Tai Lung escapes prison. Yeah, they they really slam dunk the from from that point forward, all the big action scenes, they they really hit it out of the park with that stuff. Mm-hmm. To use two sports metaphors. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't know when it was the maybe the first Shrek, but DreamWorks definitely stepped up their game. Yeah. Like, I don't know whether they saw what Pixar was doing or they saw that Fox Studios was all but dead. Uh, so it was just Disney, and Disney hadn't really done much in a while, that the the time was ripe <laughs> mm-hmm. of of any of the animated movies. Uh, it's way up there with, with all the action. Like there's, about, there's a thousand guards, and Thailand goes through all of them. In fantastic fashion. And the Swilhelm scream makes an appearance. Wilhelm. Wilhelm. <laughs> at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Wah! That was the Wilhelm scream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome Wilhelm. escape. And then uh, Tai Lung is uh, on his way back home because he hears that the um, Dragon Scroll is going to be given to somebody else, and that's the MacGuffin in the movie, the Dragon Scroll, and that's what he, you know, really wants, to attain limitless power. And so... Tybo? Who wants this? (laughs) Billy Billy Blanks. Yeah, Billy (laughs) Blanks. This is still Jack Black. As the main character, yes. What's, wait, what's his character's name? Poe. Poe. Poe the Painter. Okay. So, Poe has spent a couple nights over at the... the... Kung Fu training ground called the Jade Palace, and uh, he's taking his lumps. And the Furious Five start accept, uh, 
accepting him a little bit just because he's gotten the shit beat out of him, but he's still there. He doesn't. He refuses to give up on his training, even though Master Shifu doesn't want him there. And um, he's cooking for everything since he owns a noodle shop, and everybody's like having a good time. And that's when Shifu comes up and says, "Tai Lung has escaped, and you're the only one that can stop him." And that's when he really gets freaked out and wants to quit. Well, of course. Yeah. Tai Lung. The going gets tough. Tough run away. Yeah, it's just got a bail. But right after this is um, Tigress and the Furious Five decide to sneak off in the middle of the night to go intercept Tai Lung before he can get to the valley, even though Shifu told him not to. Uh, and while they're doing that, there's a montage of kung fu training going on between Po and Shifu. Well, well, well let's you set that up a little bit, Alex. So, after the Furious Five have left, mm-hmm. Poe, or Shifu catches Poe, like, ninjing up super high cabinet in the kitchen, like, basically breaking the laws of physics to do it. Oh, just yeah, get, he's, he busted a, up the whole room. And, just to get a cook. Yeah, he busted up the whole room, and Shifu catches him. He's like, what? I eat when I'm upset. And Shifu's like, oh, that's all right. I just thought you were a monkey. He keeps his almond cookies on the top shelf. And it's, like, ten feet high and everything, so Shifu hides and then you hear a bunch of bunch of kung fu whooshing, and then yeah, you see Poe doing a perfect split hanging off, you know, uh, a 90 degree angle just eating a bunch of cookies. So he does have latent kung fu abilities. Just took the right motivation. Yeah. And so that's how he motivates him with food and his training. He said, you, you won't eat until you've been trained. So... <laughs> He always has, like, you know, the the proverbial carrot hanging from the stick uh, to egg on his training, and it pretty much w- it works completely. I mean, he's fully trained in, I don't know, it seems like a couple of hours. I'm going to say it's a, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say it's a week. Yeah, week tops. <laughs> when you're a kung fu genius, it only takes so much time. Yeah, that's true. And a montage, I mean. And a montage. Then as the final test, they have like this really awesome, and this is straight. This scene always reminds me of Cynthia Rothrock, and I'll tell you why in a second. But um, <laughs> there, Shifu tells them that he's been trained, so he may eat. And there's a bowl of dumplings, and there the whole thing is like Shifu's eating all the dumplings before he can have some, except for one. And then they start, you know, kung fu fighting over the last dumpling. It's just uh, pretty awesome, and it's kind Did of you a staple. Blow into your beer bottle, Jeff. No. <laughs> Blowing into something. Sorry, Alex. Uh, I-, I was trying to make the sound of a bamboo kung fu stick swinging through the air. <laughs> bamboo kung fu stick. Bamboo. Bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> like Donatello. The worst Ninja Turtle ever. Uh, best. Guys, Haven't you played Ninja guys, Turtles on the yeah. NES? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's got the longest reach, biggest power. He invented all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, he did. Michelangelo, Leonardo. Oh, Michelangelo! Michelangelo was just—he just, he was a mooch. Guy loves pizza and he's got nunchucks. He's awesome. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying that of the four, he's probably the worst one. Okay, who'd win in a fight? Ninja Turtles or Kung Fu Panda Boy? Well, that's ninjas and kung fu. That's like apples and oranges. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. No, it's not. Martial <laughs> arts. Fight. They're, well, you've got mutants versus anthropomorphic animals. Yeah, man. It's a whole... It's a whole... It's a whole... It's a whole Enterprise thing. versus the Millennium Falcon thing. No, it's like UFC. Any kind of mixed martial arts gets in the ring and fights. doesn't matter if you're using karate or... Mutant powers. Um, mutant powers or hoist gracie <laughs> rule of... Ball grabbing doesn't matter. It's, well, there's no ball grabbing, no biting, no dim mock. Okay. Everything else goes. Dim sums totally legit. Mm-hmm. It is no t- no touching of the hands or no touching of the head or face. Of course, of course. <laughs> Come on, but anyways, the the dumpling keep away. See, it always reminds me of. I remember this very specifically because it was the last like China O'Brien movie my dad got from the old. <laughs> Chinaman video store at <laughs> Video Lotus and uh, it was uh, China O'Brien Cynthia Rothrock and oh I you guess don't have to her, tell me that 
Sorry. Is, is there, she she has some friend from out of town that they're old kung fu training partners, and I think they're trying to fight. They're both drunk, and they're trying to fight over who's going to drive home, and they're trying to keep the keys away from each other. And is, that scene, is it that Australian guy? No, it was another girl, a brunette. Okay. okay. What the fuck are you guys talking about right now? <laughs> Don't worry about it, Jeff. Yeah, you're, you're, right. you're, you're good. Okay. <laughs> We should do a China O'Brien movie one of these days. Yeah, we should. <laughs> but anyways, we we get to my favorite. Eh, I don't. I always go between this one and the last fight scene. But uh, the the battle at the bridge, at the rope bridge, is awesome, and it's a technical feat because that's that's the one that all the programmers and scripters had the, the biggest trouble with, all the bridge physics. And they had this fight scene over this giant rope bridge, and it just descends into just mist. They have this whole, like, awesome kung fu fight on top of it. They try to – Tai Lung is running across the bridge. They, they try to cut the ropes, but he makes a last-ditch effort, and Tigress has to jump and kick him. And so the rest of the Furious Five had to have to catch the bridge. So half of the fight is just her and Tai Lung, which is pretty awesome. I, I'm going to say that the final – fight is better, but we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. We should just get to that now, because it's no fun me describing <laughs> all these awesome kung fu moves without seeing it. This is it's no it's no fun me describing. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. This is a very visual movie, a poor choice on my on my part. But what are you gonna do? Yes, you. <laughs> so Tai Lung defeats the Furious Five by using a special nerve attack. That hits the hits a certain pressure point and it like paralyzes them. It doesn't kill them; it just paralyzes them. So when they all get back after Poe's done training, Master Shifu has to like unparalyze them with some kung fu um, chiropractor stuff. So so Tai Lung shows up. You get a cool fight scene between him and Master Shifu. Yeah, well, they're, this... they're adoptive uh, father and son, by the way. Yes, yeah, so. they, they have this father and son relationship. Uh, it's actually pretty good for an animated movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, Shifu's the master, so if anybody could stop him other than Poe, it would have been Shifu. Uh, but Shifu gets handled. Um, so it's up to Poe, uh, who runs away with the Dragon Scroll. Oh, yeah, when they were finally revealed the Dragon Scroll, which is up, like, 20 feet on the ceiling of the Jade Palace in the mouth of a dragon, and they get it down using, like, Kung Fu wind magic. <laughs> and when he finally opens it, it, he's supposed to receive limitless power. And then Poe just goes, it's blank. <laughs> and he tries to show it to Shifu. He's like, no, I'm forbidden to look upon the... <laughs> he just grabs it. <laughs> blank? I don't understand. <laughs> so we all know it's blank, but Tai Lung doesn't, and he still wants his MacGuffin scroll. And this is when shit gets real. Because he finally... <laughs> Poe, again, finally makes it up the stairs. After, well, he figures out the secret of the Dragon Scroll first because of his dad when he tells him that there's no secret ingredient to the secret ingredient soup. So he finally sees that the Dragon Scroll is actually a reflection. It's kind of like it's got a reflection to it, so it's a mirror. So you only need to believe in yourself to be special. That's the moral of the story. I don't buy that for a second, but go on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so he gets up the stairs. He's all winded. And he's like, who are you? <laughs> he's like, buddy, I am the dragon warrior. <laughs> he's huffing and puffing. And Tylon can't believe it. He thinks it's a big joke, of course, just like everybody else. Until he shows him the dragon scroll. He's like, oh, I'm going to use this. If you want it, come and get it. <laughs> and immediately, Tylon just punches him. And Poe slams into a post. But because he's so fat, flabby... He bounces back, and he reflects all that force onto Tai Lung, which is like the first time he's really gotten – it's the hardest he's ever been hit. It looks like the expression on his face. And then you get the whole scene going down the, mm-hmm. the stairs, the the obligatory DreamWorks slow motion. <laughs> yeah, they had that patent. <laughs> DreamWorks. Funny shot. Where his, his butt lands on Tai Lung's face. And that's when Poe starts using his environment. Everything that he's that we've seen him go through throughout the movie, he actually uses during this fight. He has a tree that he used as a catapult. 
he hits Tai Lung with that. There's the uh, he uses noodles to whip around and keep away the dragon scroll from Tai Lung. He gets a fireworks stand and he basically makes it into a you know a rocket powered cart. So when they get down back into the the town from the wave on the mountain, and the real mm-hmm. fight begins, one one of the most fun and interesting fight sequences, not just in an animated movie, but um, in any movie that I've ever seen. Uh, I I remember watching it at the time, being kind of uh, not necessarily awestruck, but thinking, "Wow, this is it's going to be hard for another movie to top this." And you know, I couldn't think of anything that was instantly that much better than than that whole sequence at the end. So for for anybody listening that hasn't seen it, if you if you don't mind animated movies and you and you do like kung fu movies, the it's worth it to get to that final fight at the end. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. That's when Poe really comes into his own style. And it's it's great. He actually for the first time in the whole movie pretty much, he's actually moving, you know, like a bear and doing bear attacks and stuff. It's pretty badass. It's it's when it is pretty rad when he goes in the bear form, <laughs> and he's like hunched over, and he's like slapping away Tylung's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so cool. Uh, we're, we're obviously not doing not doing it justice, but uh, it's yeah, awesome. go watch people. And then there's the whole whooshy finger thing. <laughs> yeah, the whooshy finger hold. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's his uh, his. Poe's catchphrase that he uses in both movies, skadoosh. As soon as he, he he grabs one finger, and then as soon as he flexes his pinky, I think he just turns him into dust. Because <laughs> he just flexes his pinky, and then you get a shot, an aerial shot of the city, and this just this whole golden shockwave goes throughout everybody. So, yeah, he just dusted the fool. The end. Yep. They do a really good job of injecting, like, Comedy scenes here and there. They let, of course, they let Jack back, Jack Black be Jack Black. Like when he's at the Jade Palace and he's geeking out over all the uh, kung fu artifacts that are in the in the uh, like they're being displayed like museum pieces and everything. A pretty decent score for the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, should always comment on that, uh, especially again at the, that end fight scene is really well done with the music. They had the obligatory kung fu fighting at, at as the end credits, but it was like a Jack Black version, so it wasn't so racist. <laughs> That's true. They didn't say anything about Chinese people. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff, what did you like about this movie? Um, I liked the panda bear, and I liked <laughs> the uh, noodles and the kung pao chicken. Uh, spicy rice. I don't. I've never seen it, obviously, so I don't know. Hey, but I have a question. Question. They made Kung Fan, Kung Fan, Pan, Kung Fu Panda Two, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, they did. And three is coming out. Are they yes, yeah. three is coming out. Brian Cranston. He's going to be in the third one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's all I. So I, I definitely like the first one more than the second one. Whatever that's worth. It's a bit of a tie for me. Uh, actually, no. The the first one wins by a hair only because the beginning of the second one is a bit weak. Uh, the first one, just the final action sequence, or like the basically the final act, the the whole final act of the movie, like all that action and that. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. But you can't. Gary Oldman is the villain in Kung Fu Panda Two. <laughs> he is awesome. So let me ask you this. I didn't play World of Warcraft when this expansion came out, but those panda bears and that look a lot like this guy, right? Uh, it's, well, they guess. look like pandas. They look like, <laughs> they look like humanoid pandas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're based on anything to do with Kung Fu Panda, but <laughs> okay. although they were basically Kung Fu Pandas, I suppose. That's what I'm saying. What what came first? Kung Fu Panda, yeah. right? It's a bit chicken eggy. Chicken eggy. Actually no. They had the uh let's get get old school here. In Warcraft three, the, the expansion, the uh Frozen Throne. There's like a hidden panda dude in one of the levels. So There it is. So uh. so yeah, it was in it was in uh, Warcraft first. Way back in the aught and aught early aughts 
Mm-hmm. Warcraft 3 is awesome, by it's the way. Nice. Freaking love that game. It's one of the few old PC games that I still have the CDs for. Yes, CDs, not even DVDs or digital download. And uh, I'm, surprised not on flop- <laughs> I'm surprised it's not on floppies. Yeesh. But my sound card works perfectly. <laughs> I love that game. I beat the game, but I didn't beat the expansions. I think like the Frozen Throne one, I don't think I got through. So good. Why don't they make those anymore? Derailing. Well, they well they got StarCraft two that they're working on. Still. I know, but maybe maybe well they're so entrenched in the the whole universe that if they made a fourth one, I don't know what that would do to everything. Yeah. Because like the third one came like was following up on the stuff that happened in the second one. So naturally the fourth would follow up on the stuff that happened in the third one. But that's kind of also what what Warcraft does. Yeah. So, and they, well, they've got the movie coming out, Jeff. That's true. Oh, boy. All right. We done? I think so. It's time for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. Um, I don't got much news other than uh, Benicio Del Toro has been rumored to be cast in the new Star Wars movie. Like, the new, new one. Like, the one that's like episode 8 or something like that. So... Is the villain, I'm assuming? Probably. Yeah, I know. That's what people (laughs) are saying. Um, That's interesting. Um, And then as far as reviews, I think I mentioned before that I was reading the Lords of the Sith book. I finished that. Um, it's all right. It's it's one of the new books that they released that is considered canon. So um, it's really just a standalone thing, but it's it's kind of cool. Just the brief uh, thing. It's set like three or oh, actually I don't know. Pretty soon after Revenge of the Sith, so people don't know who this Darth Vader guy is. They think he's a robot, and no one. And he just you know he's tearing people apart, and they're like, "What? This is the freaking robot!" and so you kind of see him be a badass, and he still has thoughts of like Anakin in him, and the Emperor kind of shuts him down. So that's kind of cool. What's her name? Panda and, Bear or whatever. Yeah, and uh, and it also it's the first sign of a rebellion. So like these first early stages of a rebellion, and they're pretty much squashing it. And they almost everybody gets killed, and so I guess it's kind of trying to lead up that there were multiple rebellions kind of happening until it finally you know took off with Princess Leia and everything. So it's kind of cool. And then I started another book called Tarkin, and it's about Will Harf Tarkin. The Grand Moth? And, uh, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. It's that one. This one I'm finding a little bit more interesting because it's not just pure action. It's a little bit into the mind of him. And he – even he doesn't know who Darth Vader is, but he think he has a hint, uh, uh, idea that it is Anakin because he acts like he knows who he is. And I guess if you watch the Clone Wars shows you, that Anakin and – Tarkin did work together and stuff like that, so it's pretty. It's interesting. And they reveal Palpatine's first name, which I've never heard before. I, know, I already forgot what it was. It's like Leroy. It's weird. It's like Jeeves or something like. That. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just kind of reading these books. I guess the, the aftermath book that's supposed to be coming out is pretty cool. So I'm kind of preparing for that. Hmm. Uh, being the Star Wars nerd that I am, and that one's going to happen right after Return of the Jedi. I think it's supposed to. Fill the gap between Return of the Jedi and the new movie. So, cool. Um, that's my news, Scott. Okay, just a few quick things. Uh, we, we've we talked about this before with a little bit of hyperbole that Disney was going to just live action all of the properties, <laughs> but that's actually a thing that's that's happening now. Like, if there was any doubt, uh, for example. The Sword and Stone is going to get a live action remake, oh, which is super weird to me because there's that's not like a strict Disney <laughs> property. Yeah. And, I mean, you already had the super weird Excalibur movie, the Niels Borman. Uh, awesome, that's true. It's based on one of the most legendary yeah, L- Lamar- legends. Yeah, Lamar- <laughs> Lamar- <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're just they're just officially in fuck it mode over there. Like they're just gonna get... <laughs> but it's it's here like the writers or the directors are from Game of Thrones. For <laughs> this movie's gonna be Oh a yeah, jeez. Yeah. It's, 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 
yeah, these people that are like either responsible for writing or directing Game of Thrones episodes are in charge of the Sword of Stone. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so shit is gonna get real. Uh, and then the the long wait is finally over. We're we're gonna get that Baywatch movie that we always wanted. Yes. Uh, so I far, it's, Baywatch Nights. The movie. <laughs> it's it's set to star uh, the Rock. People's Jam. Yeah. Uh, no word on the Hoff <laughs> or Pamela Anderson or any of those other people. I heard those two were said they were going to be in it. That's I'd imagine you'd have to like at least. Yeah, cameo or something like that. Mm-hmm. But now we can begin the a more important discussion of who the the female actresses should be. The of course they'd be female actresses. Who the actresses should be to star alongside The Rock for the slow motion running up and down the beach shot. Kate Upton. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably a super obvious choice actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, the weather girl from Wonder Yeah. <laughs> The chick from the Carlos Jr. commercial. A blonde with big boobs is what we're looking for here, <laughs> folks. That's going to be tough to find in Southern California. Yeah, can anybody like, find one? Uh, and then... That's a sparse uh, casting call. Wait, you know that guy... So I didn't watch Baywatch that much, and when I did, obviously I was watching it for Pamela Anderson and the girls, but remember the guy, like, it wasn't Hasselhoff, but the other dude. That guy always reminded me of Cyclops. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. All right, move along. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what you're trying to. It was like the main dude that wasn't Hasselhoff, I think. I don't remember it well enough to to comment one way or the other on that. I just remember yeah, that there was up. the there was like the third or fourth dude that was kind of balding. It was like a real life lifeguard, <laughs> but he got cast in the show somehow. Oh yeah. He actually looked he like was... he would be like a real lifeguard. I remember that. Guy. He was like older, right? Uh, he was probably about the same age as Hasselhoff. Yeah, that's what I meant. But he wasn't one of the younger kids. Yeah, hairy chest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Guy. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that too. I'm like, thanks to the real dude. The rest of these people are just prima donnas. Uh, and then a quick review. I read volume one of Giant Days. It's the John Allison written comic based on a spinoff from Scary Around and Bobbins. Ironically, it's pretty short. Yes. So I think there are six volumes now so far. But if uh, just as a comic, it's really good. Uh, I'm a huge fan of John Allison stuff. So uh, if anybody has any inkling of what I'm talking about, go check out Giant Days. Status Wookiee. Status Wookiee, that's right. (laughs) And that's all I got. All right, Alex. Got a little tidbit for everybody that's been clamoring for an uh, all-male Jurassic World porno parody. Thailand's got your answer. All right. Mm-hmm. So they got, of course, the jungle scenery right and everything. <laughs> dudes running around in, like, Kmart-grade raptor suits chasing other dudes and then, well, butt-sexing them. But Grandpa said all the dinosaurs were girls. Porn finds a way. That's true. It goes, it goes life and then porn. <laughs> Those two mm-hmm. things will always find a way. They sure will. Some of these guys are... One guy's in an all-black dinosaur suit, but he's got a bright green head, so <laughs> I don't think much research went into... Uh, Velociraptors in this for this movie. <laughs> no, probably so, not. So you're saying it's not going to be believable? Well, I'm pretty sure the dinosaurs raping humans part is, but other than that, they did announce they're making Jurassic World two, mm-hmm. starring Chris Pratt and um, redhead girl, redhead Opie's daughter. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Bryce Dallas Howard. She's this probably this uh... this Thailand movie probably gaps. Bridges the gap between the two movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume yeah, so. Just, just in case there's anything <laughs> need to be cleared up. Well, uh-huh. I, I mean, it was gonna that movie made. So he made like half a billion dollars. It's the third highest grossing movie. Yeah, so it was pretty much a lock that they were gonna try to cash in on another one. Yeah. But I like how they're calling it like Jurassic World Two as opposed to Jurassic Park 
five or whatever. Jurassic Park it is now. two point oh or two point one <laughs> yeah. or just J five. Whatever. Like I said, I love the movie, so I don't care if they make another one or not. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it won't be as good, but go for it. I like Chris Pratt. I like dinosaurs. Like dinosaurs. Do it. All right, is that it? Yeah, that's my tidbit. All right. Well, I want to tell everybody to go to iTunes and give us a good review. Alex did his homework. Finally did it. Scott, did you? Would you look at the time? Crickets. Crickets. He'll probably get around to it as soon as he gives me my uh, Scott Pilgrim comics, too. No idea what you're talking about. (laughs) But seriously, folks, if you can go on and you can give us a review on there, that would help us out a lot. improves our ratings and lets people find us and all that good stuff. So if you're going to do anything, whether you go to Facebook, Twitter, all that, please go to iTunes and do that for us. It would help us out a lot and we'd appreciate it. Um, so we're done with this episode, but what are we going to be talking about next week, Scott? Well, with the next Mission Impossible movie coming out, I thought it'd be cool to talk about the original Mission Impossible. All and, right. and just real quick... The TV, show, I, the TV show from the 60s? Yes. So I will be bitching about this next week, but I want to say it now. When I saw Ant-Man, they showed the Mission Impossible trailer twice before the movie started. <laughs> what the? Same trailer? All right. They showed they showed a little making of, and then two trailers. I was kind of irritated. Anyways, Mission Impossible next week. Tom Cruise. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. The last movie of the last movie of Oh, one one thing I noticed when we're doing this, somebody's clicking a pen. Right now? No, like every time I edit, there's somebody clicking a pen. Oh, that's me muting the microphone. Okay, you need to stop doing that. All right, well, you're going to hear some shit. Well, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I mean, what's what's being muted? The family. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess we can't do anything about it.